Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. Today, Andrea connects with dancer Libby Joan to talk about how our creative work is an act of faith. And remember, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Creatively Christian. I'm your host, Andrea Sandifer, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Her name is Libby John. She's coming uh, to us from St. Paul, Minnesota, and she is a creative artist of many different mediums, uh, including dance and music, and she has a heart for merging art and our faith uh, to really help people connect with God. So we're really excited to have this conversation with Libby today, and we hope it'll be an encouragement to you. So, well, hello, Libby, and so good to have you on here. Yes, excited to be here. Thanks, Andrea. So just a quick intro, I kind of covered some of the bases, but um, what else What else about you would you love to share just right off the bat? Well, I'm kind of an artist in a few different mediums. Um, dance is kind of my main vocation, um, but then also I've done some songwriting and some just devotional writing and blogging, and um, I like to do a little bit of film too using dance, and um, yeah, so I'm kind of in a few different mediums. <laughs> For sure. That's really cool. I didn't realize the video aspect of things, the videography. That's awesome. Yeah, doing a little more of that lately. And it's kind of a direction dance is going anyways. And so it's been kind of fun to create when you create dance for a camera, you can kind of choreograph through the editing process. And so sure. It's kind of fun too. That is fun. Very good. Uh, so Libby, when did you first start discovering your love of the arts and uh, specifically of dance? Um, You know, it was when I look back, it was when I was pretty young and I was just like playing in my basement with records and music and I would just choreograph to invisible people, (laughs) which is just kind of funny when you actually look back on your life. But I didn't really grow up. I didn't have the typical, you know, going dancing all my life type um, story. So I kind of was a late bloomer. And I started in high school, we went to a really progressive church with the arts. And it's a little unusual to like come into the arts through a church. And so I started kind of discovered choreography through that church. And I started worshiping through movement there. And I really discovered that I love to sing too. And And then in college, I realized, well, that's really what I love to do is to dance and to continue doing that. And so started pursuing more technical training in college. So definitely a late bloomer, but that's been my story. So (laughs) that's really neat that your, it was through your faith growth at that church that you actually were kind of drawn into the arts. That's really wonderful. I love that part of your story. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So definitely something God's continued, you know, you started a long time ago is talking with, you know, other Christians about the arts and teaching them different crafts and then continuing on with that. That's really neat. 
And was there anyone in particular that God used or any situation that God used um, to really draw you forward to pursue it in college and to make it your life? Yeah, well, I think even those years in high school, we had a really thriving youth group and our church was doing big productions and our youth choir, actually, he gave me my first solo and, and like, I think he's kind of the one who really encouraged me and he paid me and the first time I ever got paid for doing choreography was that's huge <laughs> an honorarium. Very yeah, cool. I was a senior in high school and I was like, you can get paid for this, you know? <laughs> Um, so that just really kind of helped me see like, oh, maybe there's more here than just something I like to do is actually a gifting. He was really kind of calling out to me. And, um, I think it just kind of gave me confidence that, Hey, this is something I could pursue. Yeah. That's such an encouragement when we have those people mm -hmm. that can see that in us and, uh, draw it out of us. It's such a gift. So very good. Um, so I know with, with your, the choreography and working with dancers, you really, um, you try to mentor and disciple them. Um, how, how do you do that through what you do with the dancers? And, and, and I know something else you'd love to do is kind of show how art can be very generational. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just something I've continued to see because I've been doing it so long. Um, but what happens in a dance studio is like all of your failures and all of your successes are right there in a mirror <laughs> and you are pushed to your limits, you know, every time you step in there or you can be if you choose to be. And so, um, just so much discipleship happens in a dance studio more than I've ever seen anywhere else. And a lot of people don't realize that or understand that unless you're actually doing it. Um, and so, especially, I'm one of the older dancers on our staff, and I've, you know, been in it for a couple decades now, and, you know, because my colleagues are a little younger, I can see the value of staying in it, you know, and I've seen a couple generations of dancers go through our program, and just how God has continued to weave dance in their lives, even post-graduation of high school and beyond. And so I've just really seen the fruit of sticking with it and persevering, even when it didn't feel convenient and it didn't feel easy. <laughs> Dance is, you know, definitely not easy on your body. And so um, there were plenty of times I thought, oh, you know, I'll probably be done with this by a certain age or, you know, when I was a kid, it just seemed like a hard thing to keep in your life. But um, now I have older teens and I have, you know, I'm one of the ones who stayed in it and stayed really faithful to this vocational calling of being an artist of faith and staying in the dance realm too. And it's just really set a precedent that this is, your art is just, it's not a young person's thing. It's not just a, you do this when you're young and then you move on. Mm. Um, and I think young people, young artists, they really need to see more of that narrative that it's something you really press into and keep sewing into, um, keep investing in, keep staying curious about. I always say be a beginner at something no matter what age you are. And that's kind of why I stay in teaching too, because it kind of keeps me, you know, in that place of working with 
learners, you know, and then I continue learning myself too. And so I just think we need a lot less of that narrative that it's just something you do when you're younger and then you move on because what I don't know what that really says about what we believe about God if we think it's just mm. this young generational thing. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, life should be happening in and through your art and in your life. And we're always meant to be makers and co-creators with God. And um, he's always inviting us into that dialogue with him. And so I just think it's really important to continue to see artists of faith in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond continuing dialogue with God. That's so good. I love that. Um, yeah, because I think how how often would that be the story of a creative life, you know, really passionate about it as we're young. And then as we grow uh, into our other decades that we, we kind of lose touch with that creative side. Um, I agree. I don't think we're meant to uh, lose it, uh, lose that connection uh, with our creative God. Um, yeah, especially if it gives us um, life, if it, if it makes us come alive when we do it, there's, there's a reason we need to kind of keep doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I love, yep. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well. Uh, we need to encourage um, artists of all ages forward. That's very good. Yeah. So uh, you are also a podcast host. That is something we haven't mentioned. Well, I guess maybe a little bit, but uh, when did you first start exploring uh, doing a podcast and what spurred you on toward making that decision? Yeah, the podcast has definitely been one of those unexpected things God brought into my life about four and a half years ago. Um, and like I said, I've, I've been having this conversation about art and faith for many years. And so I realized I've always wanted more resources on it and more voices from other artists about it. And I was kind of in the blogging world, um, Christian blogging world a little bit, and some of them were starting podcasting and I didn't know anything about it. Like I didn't even listen to podcasts. I didn't really understand them, <laughs> like how they worked, you know? Um, and so it definitely was not something I already, you know, was immersed in, but God dropped that seed in my heart. And it was one of those things that, you know, he just wouldn't let go of. And so I just had to, yeah, it was a big learning curve, that's for sure, to learn how to do it. But I thought it would be just a small, kind of more local, grow more locally in St. Paul, Minneapolis area. Um, and then I would just see what happened after that. But it kind of did the opposite. It grew, you know, more globally connected me with all kinds of different people all over the world and even it's just more recently it's been a little more locally um connecting me with more community around here and so yeah it's just been kind of once I got over the learning curve um I just realized there was just a lot God was continuing to connect me with um and take me deeper in with this conversation and with other artists of the faith. And so something I've just continued doing because of that. Very good. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Uh, that's kind of how we connected was through your podcast mm -hmm. and very fun conversations. Um, and 
yeah, it is amazing when we, we step forward into something that may seem small or unfamiliar. Like you said, you, you, you had to learn how to do that and Mm -hmm. you weren't sure what was going to come of it, but, uh, the amazing connections that have been made, um, all the way, you know, across the nation, across the world. It's pretty amazing what God can do uh, with our little steps of obedience. Um, but I know you keep mentioning the learning curve. So what um, what tools and resources did you need to get that podcast started? Um, there might be some listeners that uh, are curious about starting their own. So what tools and resources did you need um, as you got started? And what would any tips uh, be for anyone uh, looking to start their own? Well, I have a couple things to say about that. That's probably a little unexpected. Um, And I'm happy to give like tools and tips, but I've been talking about this with a couple other colleagues. And there's just so many people starting their own podcast. And I'm kind of looking at like, how does this evolve? How does this thing keep growing and evolving? Because I'm always, I'm kind of more of a visionary and like, how do we work more collectively versus here's my thing and I'm going to start my thing. And sometimes we're called to do that too. But I really think we should move, think about moving into more shared platforms. And, Mm. And if you have an idea it might not be an entire podcast. It might be a little mini series or something like that. Um, I'm kind of talking and encouraging people to look at like what's already out there, who's already doing some things and possibly sharing platforms. And that's something I'm actually looking at moving more towards as well. Even with my podcast, like, um, you know, I've brought on Joy Ike as a contributing host and even your guys' model of having multiple hosts and it's kind of this sharing platform type of idea and just working more collectively because I think we really are better together and Amen. You know, better more yeah. as a collective. And so I would love to see kind of more of that evolution take place in the podcasting realm. Um that's kind of my advice on starting something. <laughs> That's so good. I agree with you though, because community, the community aspect in the arts is so powerful. You know, if we, if we pursue creative work together, the work is always better. Like, um, have you done any co-writing as far as in your songwriting? Have you collaborated with I anybody? Haven't. I would love to, cause I would love to try that out. I've just hadn't had the opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's tricky, especially after you've done it on your own for so long. I'm still, I'm still learning the benefits of it, but I I see the fruit of even doing that kind of work together. And, you know, and, and I'm sure as you choreograph dance um, with, you know, there's multiple people in a routine and Mm -hmm. it creates beauty. And I think, you know, even, you know, considering the genre of dance, it's a perfect picture of how art done together can, add beauty and power. And, um, yeah, and I agree. It's, it's fun doing this, uh, podcast with other hosts too. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely. I love that advice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not to discourage anything. Something's really on your heart and I'm always happy you can help me anytime and (laughs) to you guys, I'm sure too. And I'm happy to give tips. I feel like it's, really easy to start a podcast now because there mm. there is so many resources out there 
um, and the equipment's fairly, you know, inexpensive. It's pretty affordable, and then there's a lot of different hosting platforms, and so, yeah, I feel like there's a lot out there now if you do want to. It, there's still a learning curve, but yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of resources out there. Very cool. Say one more piece of advice. <laughs> Um, once you start a ball rolling, you have to keep it rolling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was a little daunting when I actually launched it. And I was like, oh, no, what have I done? Because then I started something. And there's a lot of pod fade, they call it, where you, mm. you put some episodes out there and then we never hear from that person again because it's it's a lot of work. And so – yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you have an idea, there might be a platform already out there, um, you know, to kind of do a mini series. Or I know some artists have kind of been had my radar up and seen some artists wanting to maybe do some scripture and thinking of starting a podcast. But there's probably some platforms out there who would welcome that. And almost as like guest. Uh, opportunities. Like if you have a message that you really want to share, you could almost be a guest rather than start your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Very good. Very good. Um, Yeah. Great advice. (laughs) So with, with your podcast, have you seen, what fruit have you seen um, from connecting with other people? I know you have guests on quite a bit. What kind of fruit have you seen grown from that? Yeah, well, so much that I just had no idea what happened. And that's just how the, the way God works. He just, you know, he knew <laughs> what the fruit would be. Um, and so I have so many friends all over that I've never actually met in person. You're one of them, you know. <laughs> I feel like, and one of the first emails I got, you know, I'm like in my basement recording and editing just this little you know, suburb of St. Paul. And I got an email from an artist in South Africa. And he said, I just want to thank you so much for your podcast. I'm a Christian and I have quite an art community, but not a lot of believers around me. Um, And he's like a studio artist. He's doing really cool things, but yeah, he was in South Africa and that's so neat. I had no idea that, you know, my yes to the seed God had planted could reach that far. And so you just don't know, you don't know what the fruit will be on the other side of your yes. So that was kind of my first, you know, big realization that, okay, I can see this is bigger than myself, you know, and even if I'm not the most equipped, at least at the time, (laughs) it was still worth pursuing and continuing. So that's just continued. I feel like I have, you know, I have some friends in Hong Kong and friends in, you know, other parts of the world. And then even now I'm part of a round table, virtual round table of some just leaders in the art and faith realm doing different things. And we're able to bounce ideas off each other. And I just would have never dreamed of having that kind of community even four years ago when I started it. Oh, that's really neat. So you've been able to connect with other uh, ministry leaders doing similar things. um, And that was Mm -hmm. a connection through the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And just doing, and not everyone's a podcaster, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's like 
one of the editors from Christianity Today, and you know, just like some of these different organizations that are continuing to do more with the arts and you know, with artists within their ministry. And so it's really exciting. Yeah, it's been really fun. Very neat. I love it's. It's almost like it's just a beautiful example of when we take a faithful small step forward, we don't know what God's going to do with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so fun to watch. I think that's why I love doing these podcasts is because we get to tell each other stories of what God's doing in our lives. And it's such an encouragement to when we face the next day or the next to-do list to just to walk faithfully, to try to walk faithfully forward in what God's calling us to do and just trust the journey that he's taking us on. And um, we may not see fruit right away from what we do, but we can trust that if we are uh, keeping in step with the spirit, as it says in Galatians, you know, we, we can trust that he is, um, he's with us in it and he's going to bless us in it in ways that we may have never even dreamed of. So Mm -hmm. it's really incredible. Good. To just stay in it, even when you don't know, you know, what each season looks like from one to the next. And I feel like God is just really, especially with the podcast, um, just really like given me the momentum. Um, It's been really clear, like it's from him. Mm. And so I even had one whole season where I almost didn't reach out to anyone, but all my guests had reached out to me. And it was just like God's provision, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got it. I'll keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So he's definitely encouraged me along the way because, yeah, sometimes it gets discouraging when you're, you know, continuing to plow soil, right? (laughs) Yes, indeed. And and waiting for the the years of flourishing, for sure. Very good. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, you, you've recently finished um, an artist residency um, at, and I, forgive me if I mispronounce this, is it the Brem Center? Is that how you say yep. that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, the Brem can, Center. Yep. Yeah. Can you tell us what that was like and why you uh, pursued that? Yeah. So the Brem Center is a part of Fuller Seminary um, out in Pasadena, California, and they started this artist residency maybe five years ago, and it was a local thing in Seattle, um, just for local churches and artists. And because of COVID, here's one of the good things. And, you know, the pandemic, they opened it up nationally this last fall. And so it could be a virtual thing. And it, I just think it's the most amazing program because it is designed to partner you with your local church. And it's really to improve that relationship between artists and your church. And it's it's not a lot of like deadlines and super pressure thing. It's really based on the context of your faith community and whatever your art form is and whatever stage you're at in that. Um, and so there's a curriculum, some readings and stuff you go through each month. And it's a, I think it's a 10-month, 9-month program. And then you meet with your liaison and you talk about those readings and your liaison is really to help, you know, bridge that relationship with you and your church too. So it's not just 
you as the artist going, this is important, <laughs> listen to this, this is valuable, um, which I think a lot of us are maybe used to being in that place. Um, but you have a liaison who's already doing that with you too. And and so that, I, I've been wanting a little more theology, teaching, training, um, because of, you know, so much of what I'm continuing to do, but I'm not sure if I can drop everything and get a master's right now. So <laughs> I've been trying to navigate that a little bit. And this residency was kind of the perfect, like, bridge for that. Um, so you go a little deeper with theology and history of art in the church and then even social justice and, um, yeah, just multicultural um, things and ways art has been used in churches throughout history. And so it's a really good program. And then you meet with your cohort of different artists and liaisons who are going through the program too, once a month on Zoom and you talk through it. And um, yeah, even though it was on Zoom, it was still really meaningful and deep and just felt like we had some really great connections. And um, the arts for my church is really new. Um, it's a very established church, great community, but they haven't used a lot of artistic expression. Mm. And so I worked more with the staff, kind of the core teaching staff, more than I worked with congregation, um, which was really amazing that they were eager to learn and they're eager to continue actually um, having my input and just seeing where things go. I got to try the worship service couple weeks ago just a, a prayer path I created with rocks and stones and candles and kind of an idea of a labyrinth but not quite exactly that a little more simplified but just a deeper way to engage with prayer and it was it was amazing you know they'd never done anything like that but it went really well and so just little by little we're trying things and <laughs> that's really exciting very very yeah. good yeah yeah, I know you had mentioned in previous conversations that, you know, you have faced a few challenges in trying to um, to bring the arts more into your local church there. Um, what challenges have you faced in trying to integrate the arts into those expressions of worship at your church? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, especially dance is always a hard one. And... So I'm always really patient with that, but I was able to have my dance company dance for services, I think it was in January, and the church had never had danced before either, and um, my dance company, it's a modern dance company, and so a lot of people already have, you know, they kind of have their own assumptions about dance in church. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really exciting to see that landscape changing too, just a lot of Christians in the professional dance world right now. And it's, it's really cool. And so just was able to bring a little bit of that too, to our services. But like I said, I'm really visionary. And so I have tons of ideas and like, we could try this and this and this. And I think, you know, they're not ready for my pace of <laughs> <laughs> let's visions, go, let's go <laughs> visions and ideas. And so I'm having to be really patient and like, okay, that might, have to be next year and it's okay or you know <laughs> so that's been one of the challenges 
but I think the biggest challenge is having willing hearts and mm -hmm. most of the staff and lead pastor, they're really eager and excited to learn more. And so that's encouraging. If that's yeah. The place we're starting from, then I think it'll be more sustainable and integrated versus, Hey, here's just a cool thing. And then it's done and you don't hear about it again, you know? Yeah. Well, that's really great. I would love to have an offline conversation about dance and church. Um, yeah, we need to, we need to talk yeah. about that. We're having <laughs> some challenges integrating that up here too. So um, yeah, we'll have to chat afterward here, yeah, but um, <laughs> in, in some of our communications, you mentioned that uh, you desire to teach people to have a more embodied faith. Uh, and I loved that phrase, embodied faith. Explain what you mean and how you seek to encourage that through your work. Yeah, well, that's actually one of the, the goals of the artist residency is for your congregation to have a more embodied faith. Mm -hmm. And that just, you know, really lines up with me and my work, even just with the body and dance. But it really is about a more holistic faith, uh, you know, a lot of the dimensions of our faith. It's not just one thing. And so I think the arts, they awaken our senses and they awaken wonder and curiosity about things maybe we, we wouldn't normally explore. Um, and so I think the arts make our faith more dimensional and we see more facets of God, you know, like a diamond that you and keep turning and it has so many facets and facings and we see new things each time we turn it and I think that's really you know who God is and that's why I think the arts really reflect more of who God is and so having a more embodied faith I mean personally more work that I do is actually with the body like just some breathing, breath, prayer type of things. And even just the body holds so much of our story. And so kind of recognizing where tension is and through prayer, releasing that tension. And there's some workshops that I've been doing recently more on that kind of thing. Hmm. And even just pairing scripture with some gestural movement and, um, because I really believe the body testifies to the spirit and the spirit testifies to the body. And clearly Jesus, you know, he defined humanity with his body. Hmm. And so um, I think it's just really important that we start understanding that more in our faith. And so, yeah, that's, that's incredible. What I, mean by that, the short I love answer. it. No, it's, it's great. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, especially when you mentioned how Jesus, because he was fully God and fully man, he is the example of um, embodied faith that we're, we're pursuing as Christians and in anything that we do, um, our sanctification, we're, we're striving forward um, to realize a bit more of what, what Jesus was like to live a Christ-like life and, um, yeah, that's really, it's encouraging uh, that we we can do that through art. That's really beautiful. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think especially coming through this pandemic, like mm. it's manifesting in our bodies. You know, this yeah. kind of, that kind of stress will manifest 
no matter what, whether you we want to We feel not. it. Yeah, <laughs> we feel it. Yeah, so that's really important to start connecting that, you know, with our faith mm. too and realizing like, oh, this, we're a whole, whole being, you know, not to separate those things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Libby, uh, what current project are you most excited about right now? I'm most excited and scared of. Um, <laughs> that's allowed. <laughs> that's allowed. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing, but yeah. Um, and it's just kind of getting back to some of that film work uh, with my dance company. There's a couple pieces of choreography that I want to have filmed. And when I say filmed, I don't just mean like stand on a stage and hold a camera up. It's actually like angles and like you're telling the story through the filming and the editing. How neat. Um, and so there's a couple of pieces for sure I want to have filmed. And I want to do it when the weather's still nice here. <laughs> and it turns quickly in Minnesota. Which it sure does. Understand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work to film dance and it's a lot of like, physical exertion but um then there's the whole post-production editing and so I'm excited I know this is something I need to do more of and have more resources accessible because I've started to have churches even just asking like do you have more of that kind of thing that they can use in their Lent services or you know different venues and so I think that's part of something that's on my heart is to make these things more accessible you can't always have a dance company come and perform, but um, just to make even the art form of dance, connecting it spiritually, you know, to have it in a more accessible form, hmm. like film and kind of devotional and prayerful. So that's kind of the project on my plate right now that I'm looking ahead at, but that's really it exciting. Take, it takes some work, so I'm nervous about it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we will pray for you in that. Um, we we love to close our episodes with prayer, so I'll definitely be praying for you in that. But uh, before we go to prayer, how can our listeners connect with you um, and enjoy your work? Well, um, lots of ways. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> um, on Instagram, my Art and Faith podcast. I have probably the most fun on there engaging with people. I love to hear from people and see what other artists are doing and connect there. Um, the podcast is available anywhere you find podcasts. So that's out there too. Okay. And remind me, do you have a website uh, where all like all your blog stuff, do you, if you still blog or yeah. for your dance company? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually under, I kind of have an umbrella nonprofit called Vivid Artistry. And so it's under Vivid Artistry Co. C-O. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll link all of this in the show notes so that people can connect with you. Um, but yeah, it's really fun yeah. kind of keeping tabs on what you're doing. Uh, and yeah, really excited about uh, the the choreography or the video sorry, videography. That's not an easy word to say, is it? (laughs) It's really exciting. So, all right, Libby, well, let's pray uh, to kind of close out and then I'll let you kind of leave us with just an outgoing message here, but let's pray. Yeah. Well, Father God, we thank you for this time uh, that we could connect with Libby today. And we thank you for what 
you have been um, encouraging her to do um, through the creative giftings that you have given her, Lord. And uh, we thank you for the ways that she longs to encourage us forward in um, the arts, you know, and deepen our faith so that it's more of an embodied faith. Uh, we thank you for um, the ways in which you have called her forward to do that. And um, her examples of faithful obedience in just how you're calling her uh, to do that. It's such an example to us, such an encouragement to us. And Lord, we pray that as she tackles this newest project of this um, videography, Lord, just be with her, give her the uh, strength and stamina and uh, good weather <laughs> in order to complete that project, Lord. Um, and we look forward to the fruit um, from that effort, Lord. Um, such an, an awesome thing to just offer those projects, offer those um, those works of art to you and to let you do what you do best. And it's so exciting uh, to look forward to that board. Um, we just pray for Libby and um, her family there in Minnesota. And we uh, pray blessing as this summer comes to a close and the cold winter comes upon them. Um, Lord, just be with them. Give them a beautiful season of fruitfulness this fall. And, um, and Lord, I also want to pray that as Libby connects further with her church or the congregation that she calls home, uh, Lord, just bless her efforts as she integrates the arts. Um, thank you for the willingness of the staff to, um, to walk forward in this with Libby. And we just pray for that uh, to continue to bear fruit as well. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Libby, do you have any final message of encouragement that you would love to leave our listeners with? Um, well, one of my favorite quotes is by Nolan Lingle, and it's, an artist at work is in a condition of complete and total faith. And that couldn't be more true. And so it won't ever really totally be clear what you're supposed to work on next. Um, you might get a next step or a seed dropped in your heart, but you won't see the whole picture, <laughs> which I think you and I can both testify to. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't take that risk and start that project or ask that person to collaborate with you, write that song, write that book. Um, because all creative work is an act of faith. Um, we don't know what it will lead to. We don't know what's the fruit of when we say yes to God. And so we don't always know the future that we're sowing into. And that's why it's an act of hope. Because when we create, we are saying, we know there's a better reality than the one we're in. We know there's beauty to be discovered and unveiled in our creative and hopeful acts and that's what we're sowing into and so I really believe that beauty and wonder they're an antidote to chaos and the confusion mm -hmm. that we're always surrounded by and bombarded by and when we're confused that's right where the enemy wants us to forget who we are right and so 
I really believe that creative acts bring us closer to who we're, we're really meant to be as image bearers um, of God's identity and who he's made us to be. So continue to engage in those creative acts as an act of faith. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Libby. So good to have you on here today. And yeah, everybody check out the show notes, connect with her and continue to be encouraged. We'll see you later. Thanks so much for listening today. To see the resources mentioned in this episode, head on over to theopathymedia.com forward slash living. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.